This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Fired out of the cannon. Jr. goes to the lead at Daytona. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will lay claim to his first NASCAR Winston Cup victory. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has won the Daytona 500. Hey everybody, this is the first podcast with me as the new host and Tyler Overstreet. Yep, I'm here excited? too. Yep, I'm I'll here too. <laughs> Tyler's also a new host. So I'm excited about this, Tyler. It's going to be a lot of fun. Every Tuesday, going to have the download with these two guys on it, and we're going to post it on all our uh, social media stuff, and you'll be able to listen to it. So anyways, we had a great off season. Uh, it's about time to get ready to go back to racing. We'll leave Saturday to go to Daytona and uh, get ready for the Clash and Daytona 500 qualifying, but in the off season, we had a lot of things happening. We got cleared to race, which was great. We tested de- December 7th at uh, Darlington, which was a lot of fun, very emotional. Went to Phoenix for two days and had a very fast car. We had a lot of productions and appearances with our partners. Been great to get back to work and feel like uh, feel like a race car driver again. Also, New Year's Eve, got married to my longtime girlfriend, Amy. It's and it was awesome. It was a great wedding. We partied on into the night celebrated uh, New Year's Eve with everybody, uh, went on our honeymoon to Hawaii, which was a lot of fun, didn't get sunburned, I was worried about getting sunburned, but I was able to not get sunburned, because I've had bad sunburn before and not liked it, there was no sunburn from Hawaii, no, so, we've been getting ready physically, been working out quite a bit, Hendrick Motorsports has got all the drivers on a new uh, workout regimen, so you're ready, yeah, my neck is sore, because I get to head banging, while I'm on my spin bike. So you should get like a Hans device I know, I or do. something like that. Well, this song Cardinals by the Wonder Years is a song I really like right now. And when it came on, I couldn't help but hand bang. And now I got a sore neck. But anyways, the workout has been great. It's been a great kick in the butt. I want to thank Henrik Motorsports for putting all that together and getting us drivers going. So we'll be in shape for this race season. Um, you got any thoughts about the off season? Um, mine was good. Yeah. I got engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. Yep. And then I... I I had a lot of time away from Dale, which was awesome. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, gosh. Sorry. You're right here. Remember that time that you sent me the, do you miss me text? Yes. And I was like, I expected a positive response and I got none. It was an amazing response. Yeah. Well, and here we are. I sure miss you, buddy. I'm ready to get back to work. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, getting back to Daytona. We're going to be in a booth for the, uh, for the, for the clash. Uh, it's first time back at the track in real competition for like six months, so yeah. it's a pretty good deal. I'm looking forward to that first practice. Does do you think that's going to be any different than like when we went to Darlington or Phoenix, or do you think it's just going to be like, ah, we're back Daytona Speed Weeks? Uh, it'll be different. I think it'll be a little uh, a little unique, and uh, guys are excited. I'm excited, so there'll be some anticipation, anxiety, stuff like that. Um, really uh, looking forward to getting into. The, uh, the booth to talk and watch, talk about and watch the clash. Um, yeah. Alex is going to get to run the clash in the 88 car. He earned that spot with that pole he got in uh, Phoenix last year. He, so um, He even has his name on the car this week. Yeah, so this will be the first time he's had his name on the car, which is great for him. Yeah, he earned it. I told him he I'd did. buy a die cast. I'm going to buy one. Yeah. Well, maybe I can get one. I know a guy. Uh, anyway, we got a lot of changes for 2017. A lot yeah. of new rules. Yeah, the people are talking. Yeah, format changes, three stages. Daytona 500 is going to be 60 laps, 60 laps, and 80 laps to finish it. Yeah. All the race is going to be broken into three segments. We were a lot of a lot of fans, a lot of talk about this in the media. But you're going to – so will that be in the back of your mind, or are you just going to rely on Greg to be like, all right, 
because you're in the middle of that pack, you're not going to know, oh, I'm on lap 37. I need to do, I need to put myself in this position. Yeah. I think it's going to be important for Greg to kind of remind us what's, what's going on and what's new. Cause it is new. It'll be un, unnatural to be, uh, you know, thinking about the formats and, and, uh, you know, that the break's coming up and what have you and the caution is going to come out. It's going to be new for everybody, just like the digital dash and all these other things that have came into the sport over the last couple of years. It just takes a little bit of time to get used to. And then, at some point, it's going to seem like it's been like that, yeah. like this forever. Because right now, uh, some people are like, well, it's cool, whatever. And a lot of people are freaking out, thinking it's going to change the way the races are run. But they're, it's not going to change much. It ain't going to change anything. So, I don't think it's a big deal. Uh, I think it's a good thing, not a bad thing. Not a big deal, not a deal breaker. So the other change is you only get five minutes to repair your car on pit road. If you go to the garage, you're done. You're out of the race. So I think this one was what I heard the most uproar about from the fans, or had the fans probably had the most questions about as far as the particular points of the rule. I like it a lot uh, because if you think about one in particular race at Talladega last year, I was out on the track after a crash, had my car repaired. I'm riding around just making laps. And Carl Edwards was doing the same thing, and his suspension broke, and he flew into me and cr crashed really hard. That wouldn't happen had we had this rule last year. So I'm really excited about that. I think it's a great, it's a great step in the right direction because cars out there riding around with damage, no no driver wants to be in them. No dri you know, you're just in the way. Yeah, I mean, will you? Will there be a guy that at the end of the, the 26 races? says you know what i needed that point yeah somebody's gonna I be could. pissed off at some point yes they'll be that guy and you know everybody will bring the pitchforks out and say it's a terrible rule because x guy didn't get the points because he could have been able to get the points so you know that's gonna happen this is not gonna be a yeah. perfect rule there's not a perfect rule uh for this kind of situation but i like it i think there's no driver that wants to be out there riding around in a crash car no matter the points that they can gain and you know, it gets them out of the way from the guys that are trying to win the race. Nobody wants to be in a crash car because you get in the way. Nobody wants crash cars on the track because they get in the way. So uh, if you're fast and, and, and quick on pit road, you can get your stuff fixed and continue to race. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how that fa falls out and, and, and how that kind of plays out in all these races. I think it's going to add good drama to the television coverage, and, and, and when these particular things start to happen, it's going to add drama. Do you think they'll have like a five-minute countdown clock? I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, I think they'll give the fans. Right. I mean, they give the fans a lot. As of, much access yeah. to that information as they can, which, it, you know, fans are going to be sitting there trying to figure out whether the five minutes is running out. That's a good. I mean, I'm sure that's coming down the road. All that kind of technology will be available. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm in the, I'm, I'm pretty cool with it. I think uh, these changes, uh, you know, are, are they, they made a big splash, but I don't think they're going to, upset the apple cart that much there's been talk a little bit about less the practice over the season read on twitter recently uh as recent as yesterday actually that they're maybe rethinking that so we'll, we'll stay tuned to see how that plays out less practice over the season meaning that they're going to eliminate some of the early practices on saturday which a lot of the drivers and teams are in favor of some of these racetracks would get you know get nine o'clock or eight thirty practice and it's 30 degrees cooler outside and it's nothing like the car you know nothing like the race temps on the surface of the track or in the air so it's really not the kind of information you need to be gaining there's better ways to get it practicing at saturday morning at eight o'clock is not the way to get that information so 
I kind of like that idea and hoping they move forward with it. So are you guys as drivers, you're cool with the idea of possibly doing practice after Xfinity races? Or is that something NASCAR probably doesn't want to go back to? Because they did that probably 20 years ago. Yeah, they did. It just makes a really long day for the road guys. They're going to be in the garage at 6.30, 7 o'clock when it opens, and they'd be they'd probably be there till 5, 6, 7, 7 o'clock in the evening. That's just a really long day for the crew uh, on Saturday before the actual race. So I think that's why they did away with that, to shorten that afternoon up for those guys. So that would be the best time to practice, though. we got to talk about something that – this is a big change. Yeah, this is a big change. Carl Edwards' sudden retirement threw a lot of people for a loop. So me and Tyler compiled a top rumored reasons for Carl's retirement. This is brought to you by PreppersOnly.com. Yeah, we don't know that these are true. This is just what we hear. These are just rumors. So we're going to go down the list. Number one, he was bought out by the sponsor so Daniel Suarez could move up into the Cup Series. Number two, bought out by Ford to eventually drive for Stuart Haas. Number three, bought out by Dodge for their future team to NASCAR. Number four, wants to run for political office in Missouri. I like that one. Number five, purchased a missile silo to begin preparing for doomsday. Who started that one? I don't know. <laughs> Number six, wants to start a broadcasting career with Fox. All right, we ask, uh, we ask you fans to send in any other rumors that you've heard about why Carl retired. Uh, we're wishing Carl the best. We, wa- we want to know, though. Yeah, we do. Remember, brought to you by PreppersOnly.com. So we're going to talk about this next topic, and and uh, this was this got a lot of a lot of press. I was seeing this in my timeline on last, Twitter quite a bit. Week, yep. Oh yeah. So Richard Petty, he gets on uh, Race Hub and had a few comments. They talked a little bit about my return uh, coming back from a concussion, and this is his quote: "I was a little disappointed that he did return. I just feel like he got through through it two or three times, and he had some big knocks on his head. I've had them too." I think I still live in one of them today, but hitting mine was never that bad. Yeah. So the headlines that we kept seeing was Petty disappointed in my return. Right. Which that is kind of the case with modern day internet, social media, is you want people to read your article. It's clickbait. Yeah. So basically, Richard Petty, uh, what I think about that, I think Richard, and and I'll tell you about uh, mine and his relationship. For the longest time, when I'd see Richard, I'd go up to him and shake his hand out of respect for him and everything that he's done for this sport. And he was always very nice. But in the ever since I was injured and on my return, every time I see him now, he grabs me by the arm and kind of gives me this big bear hug or something or, or puts his arm around you and asks you how you're doing and asks you if you're taking care of yourself. And he's way more engaged. And I wouldn't have instigated that because he's a legend. Uh, but he's super engaged with me now and he's always asking me about my you know concerned about my well-being so i think that his comment is basically saying i'm worried about dale jr this is you know this is me caring about dale as a person nothing more genuinely cares genuine yep that and i i know that that he's that kind of guy and haven't been around him and seen that you know like i say he's been way more engaging so i'm not too uh i'm not disappointed in his comment I think that he's just looking out for him, man, which I, I appreciate. So I, I tweeted earlier uh, a couple of days ago about a Neil Bonnet story. Uh, it was the uh, uh, Neil passed away 23 years ago, and uh, we just, um, you know, we're thinking about Neil and, and remembering some fond stories. So here's my Neil Bonnet story. It'll be quick. I didn't really have a lot of uh, interaction with Neil that much. Again, I, you know, when it comes to the legends like Richard Petty, Neil Bonnet, my dad, I just stood there, didn't talk unless you were talking to so I didn't have a lot of conversations or joke, joking around with Neil. 
a lot of respect for the guy. I saw him a lot. Uh, but one day, I spent quite a bit of time with him, and it was the most incredible experience uh, that I've ever had. Uh, I don't think I'll ever have one like this. Uh, very odd. But anyways, I'm working on my late model in the shop. Neil has uh, went down to the f- – uh, he came in and says, where's your dad? I don't know where he is. All right, well, I'm going to grab a fish pole, go down here at the pond and fish, tell him I'm down there fishing. Okay, Neil. So, you know, Neil goes and gets uh, goes down to the pond and goes to fish, and I continue to work on my car in, my, in the late model shop. We had a deer on our property that was given to us by a family. The deer had been r- in a car accident that had uh, broken its nose, and it was uh, people had taken this deer and nursed it back to life, and it was very comfortable around people. You so it was like a pet deer? Yep, but it was a, like a 10-point buck. Big, you know, pretty big right. buck for, yeah. for pet. So, um, yeah, you would walk up into the driveway, and he would come up to you and lick on you and, and butt, butt, your, you know, butt his head into your leg and stuff and want to play. He's never aggressive. We call him Pistol. I don't know why. But anyways, <clears throat> Pistol uh, was in rut, and he wanted to play with Neil, so he's bumping into Neil with his legs. But he's got his rack, and... It's annoying, Neil. So Neil's like pushing the deer away, and Neil's fishing on the bank of this of this pond, and the buck charged him and tackled him, hit him in the back of the legs, and knocked him down on the ground, and then got on top of him. So Neil rolls over. The buck is is spearing him in the chest and poked holes in his chest, uh, and the buck's trying to drive him across the ground. Right. So. This is the story from Neil. So Neil finally gets out from under pistol and gets in between a tree, and wax pistol with a log that he picked up off the ground and got enough time to get to the truck. So he runs to the truck. He comes driving up to the shop, opens the door, and his shirt's kind of bleed, got blood on his shirt. Shirt's ripped all up. He's just, he walks in the door. I don't know what's going on. I know none of this at this point, moment. Uh, Neil busts into the door, looking like hell. He says, where's your daddy's gun? He's, it's in the office somewhere. M- M- Neil, it's behind the door. So Daddy had a rifle behind the door. He goes and grabs it and says, come on. So I'm like, holy shit, what's happening? <laughs> so we, I go jump in the truck, and I'm driving. He's like, drive. Go down here to the – go down toward the pond. So we're driving through the gate of, the, of Dad's property behind DEI over this knoll. There's pistols standing way off about 100 yards away. He says, stop truck. He stops, I stop the truck. He hops out, lays the gun across the hood of the truck, and shoots the deer. Gets back in the truck. Were you not like, no, don't shoot pistol? No, I just, it's happening so fast. I don't ask Neil Bonnet to do nothing, you know. I'm not (laughs) telling Neil Bonnet nothing. So Neil's like, go drive over there to it. We drive over there to it. The deer's deceased. Yeah. And he is angry with this thing. And, uh. Very, just very angry, cussing this deer and, and hollering at it. And uh, we jumps back in the truck. I took him back up to the shop. He walked back in there, put the gun away, and walked out. <laughs> so I – it was shocking, uh, you know, 30, 40 minutes. But it showed me – like, I didn't think anybody was as tough or as – you know, when it came to my dad, nobody told dad what to do. And – that showed me that Dad's friendship with Neil was mutual. If Neil could walk back on that property and shoot any of those deer without question and not have any concern over Dad's reaction, then they were I tight. knew they were buddies. Yeah. So, anyways, that's kinda, cool. Kind of a shocking story. 
lot of people might not be proud with the way the, the deer's demise, but that was my Neil Bonnet story. We got some Twitter questions. Yep, right? I compiled so, these using our hashtag AskJunior. That's hashtag AskJR. Yeah, not AskJunior. Yeah. As in, I'm an ass. Sometimes. It's more A-S-K, AskJunior. Yeah. And it's that, J-R, not the, not the word Junior. Yeah, the K so. is right. very important. I think we got it clear. So uh, let's hear them questions. Louie0067 asked, are your glasses prescribed? If so, will you have to wear contacts when you race? You know, I, I went to uh, an eye doctor, and, and yes, they were prescribed. Uh, I went and got – my doctor told me when I got my glasses that I would they would help restore my vision. And when I went to get my physical, wearing no glasses at all, I'm 20-20 in both eyes. In each eye separately, I'm 20-13. I do not need to wear glasses or contacts while racing. At Billy Jr. 88 asks, who decides which name will be on your car's windshield, Dale Jr. or Earnhardt Jr.? I've seen both in 2017 picks. Well, I wanted uh, – we had Earnhardt Jr. on there, obviously, for many years, and I said, you know what? It says Dale Jr. on the on the door, over the door. Let's just put Dale Jr. on, on the windshield. But I don't know whether we're going to get that at all now, I think. We're, we're going to find out this weekend. Yeah, we're going to find out when we get the racetrack whether the title sponsor for the series is going to take over the windshield of the car for all the drivers. I hope not. And that would put our names, I assume, on the back glass, which yeah. I don't really like that much in the Xfinity series. At Nick D. Race Life asked, what are the major changes implemented for cup cars, I guess arrow-wise, this season? How will these changes improve racing? I really don't know what the changes are. Maybe less downforce. There's less, there's yeah. less downforce everywhere. We ran this package at Michigan last year. Yeah, uh, that actually, the, incidentally, the wreck, uh, the track where I wrecked, got the concussion. But and you were hauling ass there. Yeah, we were running great. Yeah, had a good car. But anyways, less downforce. These won't, these won't change the racing that much. But it should allow us to get a little closer to each other. We want to get close. We want to be right on each other's bumper in the corner. And with the bigger spoiler, it seemed to be harder to do that. So less downforce should help everyone. There's a lot of changes within how the rear end housings are working and what they're allowing for us as far as the rear end housings toe and skew, which I like a lot. So that may be more of an impact than the spoiler. That's even yeah, and that's even less side force downforce. Okay. So we're going in that direction. At Adam Ken one nine two eight four nine nine six asked if you had to choose, would you rather win a World Six Hundred or the Southern Five Hundred? Adam, I love that you still call it the World 600 and the Southern 500. The World 600, I told uh, I told these guys at Charlotte the other day, I said, you got to bring back that name. That's an iconic name. Everybody remembers the World 600. You can say it's presented by X or whatever, but bring back the World 600. You know the Daytona 500 is always going to be the Daytona 500 presented by. Were they receptive to this? I don't think so. It hasn't changed yet. So I would love to win the World 600. That's our uh, home track, so to speak, it's right down the road. I went to all the Charlotte races as a kid. It's a 600-mile event, which is unique to all the, you know to any other race in the series. My high school is actually about half a mile outside Turn Three. No kidding. Yeah. So I that would be my home think, track too. Oh, I think I've been over there. That would be a big. I know what win. you're talking about. At Side Pipes asked, "What are your top beard grooming tips?" You know what? Uh, I don't really have any great. Gr- I don't do a good job. I don't think of grooming my beard. I've seen other beards that I have envy. For, but uh, I trim mine with uh, in steps. So I'll go short at the neck, and as I get out to the chin, I've gone about three or four steps longer. So it'll be like a three, four, five, six to the chin, from the neck to the chin. Uh, it kind of builds a little shape into your beard. And I do that also from the sideburns forward, 
uh, maybe a three, four, five to the, from the sidebars to the chin. Uh, that's all I can tell you, and I always uh, keep the keep the mustache shorter. A long, hairy, yeah, you know, when the mustache is as long as any other part of the beard, it's kind of weird. Getting down into your lips and stuff? Well, not not that. I mean, it's even up, you know, it, just the length of the mustache is kind of, I don't know, it curses me out a little bit. Yeah. J- Jimmy came pretty aggressive with the beard game. He did. He had a great beard. I liked it. I told him to keep it. What I do you said, think he's coming to Daytona with? I said if he, well, I told him to keep the beard. if He th- he'd probably get some more drafting help because it's just cool looking. Looking ahead, we got one practice for Saturday. Four hours for the Daytona 500, so that'll be all qualifying runs, I assume. Uh, The Clash broadcast begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports 1, so tune in. I'll be up in the booth at some point in that race. Sunday, the Daytona 500 qualifying starts at 3.15 p.m. on Fox. Monday, we'll be recording next week's podcast. We'll post it Tuesday and every Tuesday. Tuesday, going to New York to promote the Daytona 500. We're going to do the Today Show in the morning. We're going to do the Dan Patrick Show, which I'll be co-hosting or what? No, it's I'm just uh, you'll be on there for about 20, 30 minutes. Okay. All right, and then we're going to watch. We're going to do Watch What Happens Live on Bravo with Andy, which I'm a Andy and uh, actually me and Amy are huge fans of of uh, Andy and and several of the shows that are on Bravo. Yeah, so that, that's going to be a lot of fun. We've never done that one, so no. that'll be cool. I know that um, Ryan. I know that Ryan. Uh, Blaney. Blaney did watch What Happens Live. And he enjoyed it? Yeah, of course. Okay. All right. Uh, also, we got a few other things on the docket that day while we're in New York to promote the race. Every driver has to go somewhere to promote the Daytona 500. New York was the place that NASCAR wanted us to go, so that's where we're going to go. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. That was our first. Um, we're excited about it this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Be sure to subscribe to the show through DaleJr.com. Also, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and all the other major podcasting outlets let us know your feedback on twitter it's at dale jr at overstreet tyler or obviously the dirty mo radio facebook and twitter let us know what you like what you didn't like how we can improve all right sounds good to me we'll talk to you later see you next time see ya thanks for listening to dirty mo radio Hey, Junior Nation, now more than ever, exclusive, entertaining, and free content from the world of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no further away than your fingertips. It's all thanks to Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo' Radio presented by Exalta. All eight Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, DaleJr.com. So whether you're at home, at work, in the gym, on the run, or just hanging out, Dirty Mo' Radio gives Junior Nation its newest and most versatile way yet to plug directly into the world of Earnhardt anytime, anywhere.